This is the Used Car Dealer Podcast with your hosts, Zach Klemp and Steve McClory. Hi, I'm Zach Klemp. And this is Steve McClory. And you're listening to the Used Car Dealer Podcast. I'm really excited about today's topic, and that's Carvana. Whenever I go to a dealer conference, I get dealers who come up to me and they're asking me, is Carvana a real threat? How are they still in business when they're losing millions of dollars a year? You know, what should my dealership do to combat a Carvana? And I think, first of all, if you're not familiar with Carvana, they've done a lot of Super Bowl commercials. They've had um, their vending machines pop up in different markets, and they're becoming a household name. And their stock has reached a $12 billion market cap valuation. And when you look at AutoNation with a $4.5 billion market cap, Penske with $3.8 billion market cap, Lithia with the 3.1, and Asbury with a $1.9 billion market cap, its market cap trumps all of these established, publicly traded dealer groups. And the only um, company with a greater one is CarMax that's a comparable with $14 billion market cap. And since going public in 2017, they've never been profitable. But they're being judged fundamentally like a tech growth stock. So profitability isn't as big of a concern as growing, opening in new markets. And um, last quarter, they lost $64 million. They have a little over 15,000 vehicles in their inventory. And they're definitely becoming a large used car dealer online store. But there are other players like Shift and... Vroom, which collectively raised $1.6 billion, including Carvana. So the whole concept of the online used car dealership is definitely you know, picking up steam with investors. And Steve, curious your thoughts on Carvana. Oh, well, I think, um, I think they're really going to have a tough time. And I don't see them as a big threat to the independent dealer. Uh, they got a lot of problems right now. I mean, we, we're talking used cars and, and delivering used cars is not an easy thing to do at a retail level, let alone the sight unseen model that they're using. Although innovative, seems to me more of a fad because when you look at the comparable, Zach, price. So I looked at some vehicles on Carvana and I compared it to some local markets. Okay. Cars.com, uh, car gurus. What do you think I found? I couldn't believe how far priced they were out of the market. I mean, by thousands, you could get a better model, less miles. I thought, wow, what are they into this car for? Why would they price it so high? Everybody knows, you know, the independent dealer uh, has figured this out, right? When I'm looking at these car gurus and the independent dealer every time is beating Carvana by thousands because the U.S. used car market's very efficient. And if we're all buying the cars at the same place, right? Um, you know, I, I don't get it. Why? I guess people are just paying more money. They don't. They're afraid to negotiate. Maybe it's a novelty. Um, they talk about delivering cars. Carvana independent dealers do that every day. Um, doing the transactions online. There's digital re- retailing tools out there. Zach, how many cars have they sold? What this year total? Fifty thousand, sixty thousand. I don't know. A little over uh, 70,000. Okay, 70,000. And there was 30 million sold last year between independent dealers and franchises selling used cars. It's a very small, small section of the market. Now it is growing, right? But, you know, I don't know. It just seems to me that the losses are so heavy. Um, 
I, I don't see the big terrific advantage. And if you read like their reviews, you go to like Yelp, not, not, not their website where it reads like the Moscow Times, right? <laughs> but the, you go to Yelp, it, it, it's not real complimentary. Hey, give it to them to be innovative. But ultimately, the, the car market, I think, has figured itself out. Well, you know, you're paying more money for that car as a consumer. I'm just trying to understand the gain. It seems like a novelty. Yeah, it definitely appeals to a certain segment of the market. You know, the vehicles that they're selling oftentimes are like new, a couple years old, accident free. And really, this isn't, you know, the common vehicle on. Oh, but hold on. Let me let me let me comment on that. And I read a lot of reviews. I really did. And anyone that's like, I worked at a CarMax store, Zach, that we did a thousand per month. True story, used cars, uh, Laurel, Maryland. And I can tell you, we had about a 6% return rate. So 60 cars would come back, a thousand sold, right? And and then you'd have, now they have return policy too with, with Carvana, but it was a, a, such a smoother process. And when you're dealing with used cars, oh, I mean, everyone wants to say they have a better used car, but what are they really doing different to make that car unique? I don't think they're doing anything different that the independent dealer doesn't do today. So if you read those reviews, that's what it basically tells you. It's, it's not, a, they don't have that great of a quality play as they like to um, advertise and not to take away from them. It's just, I'm trying to get to the facts, you know? Yeah. But, you know, where I was going with that was that, you know, they're targeting millennial Gen Xers, you know, consumers who are more comfortable buying online. They don't want to have the friction of the negotiation yeah. process and a smaller segment of the overall used car market to your point yeah it's i mean it's going to continue to grow so i it, but are they really doing anything that much different and they're losing so much money it's a tough one for them to figure out right now i'm sure and i think the, their strategy is going to become less differentiated you know there are other auto players in the industry who could definitely capitalize on selling used cars online and then you're going to have room and shift, which will eventually go public as well. So that will probably cause a correction on their uh, stock price and market cap. Yeah. But what can the average used car or independent dealer listening, what can they do to either combat Carvana or take notes from them and add digital retail and online buying to their dealership strategy? Yeah, well, it's... Everybody knows, right? It's common knowledge that the more digital retailing tools that you have on your website, the higher likelihood the customer is going to engage, higher likelihood they're going to buy from you. You got the slick tools, the upgraded, you know, payment calculator that can give a series of term options, you know, very easy for the customer to manipulate, to, you know, to obviously the credit app, the soft pull, um, the most common tools, but make sure they're good ones, right? They're, they're not cumbersome. Do you have them all or you just have a couple? Somebody might just have like a pre, get pre-approved now. Um, but it depends on your use case, right? You have buy here, pay here is a little bit different. It, it, it depends. But those that fall into the majority of the retail, you know, if, if you don't have any, you know, everybody's got a credit app these days. But, you know, look at the tools that you do have and what you can do to help that customer complete that process online. And Zach, there's not a whole heck of a lot that's out there, you know, due to different signature laws. But some yeah. of the basics, right, the, from the really calculating pay- payment, being able to figure out what the cost of the deal is going to be for them, ultimately. 
put it all right there in easy format seems to be the, the winning formula. It's not yeah, rocket there are science. also um, e-commerce-like tools for dealers if they want to have that checkout Carvana-like experience, you know, e-commerce type on their website. They have solutions out there, and you know, seldom do I see used car dealers. Right now, mostly it's franchise or new car dealers that are leveraging some of those digital retail e-commerce checkout-like tools. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on them? Well, it depends on who's your customer profile and, and, and what's your business type. Now, for your high lines, your exotics, you, your premium brands, you know, they, the customers like that. They're more accustomed to it. They're more likely to use it. Um, a lot of the independent auto dealers I speak with, right, they're more into, look, we've got a lot of non-prime we deal with, 80% or more. And what is the most important thing to that customer? Getting approved, right? Right. You know, and, and do you have even some basic pre-approval stuff on your site already that, you know, they just put in some basic information on a soft pull, you're approved, come on in. There's a lot of things you can do. And, and, and many dealers do do them, but sometimes they don't pay close enough attention to them. So it's probably, you know, good time to revisit it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I guess to wrap things up, you know, my, my thoughts for dealers listening are, one, that, you know, Carvana is going to be one of many players in the space who will sell vehicles online. And comparing yourself to a Carvana, it's an apples and oranges comparison. You know, they're able to lose money and fundamentally be judged on growth, while the average used car dealer, they need to make a profit, of course. And, you know, there are solutions out there for digital retail products but, you know, make sure if, you know, you have a $99 a month website, uh, you might want to think about it again before adding a digital retail product because you don't want to put $10,000 rims on a $5,000 car, if you will. What are your thoughts, Steve? No, couldn't agree more. Well, until next time, I'm Zach Clemp. And this is Steve McClory. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you. <laughs>